Attention cannabis radio listeners. Do you suffer from chronic pain, anxiety, depression, or PTSD? These are the most common qualifying conditions for medical cannabis. Did you know that in many states you can visit a doctor online with no waiting rooms, no drive, not even an appointment needed? See a doctor right from your smartphone. It's fast, convenient, and it'll save you money as most states don't collect taxes on medical cannabis purchases. So what are you waiting for? Go to MarijuanaDoctors.com slash Cannabis Radio and get $5 off your on-demand medical card evaluation. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Everyone, good morning. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis. And uh, Plant Profits is brought to you every week by Protus Global uh, People Solutions. And I want to thank you all for joining us uh, here today. Uh, my next guest is a distinguished business leader with 30 years experience in the consumer packaged goods industries as chief customer officer with the likes of blue chip companies such as uh, Procter & Gamble and Kellogg. And uh, she's uh, doing some tremendous things right now. She is now the CEO of Pure Canna. And my guest, please welcome uh, CEO Pure Canna, uh, Kathy Casey. Kathy, how are you? I'm fantastic, Vern. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on the show. I'm I'm thrilled to spend some time with you and your team and the audience today. Well, hey, my pleasure for having uh, you here. Uh, I love to have folks with your story and we're gonna dive in and, and people are gonna get a chance to hear your story of uh, consumer products, you know, to cannabis and, and why that makes sense uh, for you and others. Uh, we'd love to, to definitely hear about that. But I wanna start about, you know, I wanna start you know, talking about Michigan, this is where it all started for you. Sure, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I say to people, I go, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a corporate deserter, right? So uh, a Midwestern girl, grew, yeah. up, grew up in a small town of Bay City, Michigan, the home of Madonna is probably. Where is that at? Yeah, where is it located? Yeah, basically, I would hold up my hand if we were on. Michigan. Yeah, as you most know, most of you guys do for Michigan. Yeah, yeah, we always point. So think of kind of the base of your thumb. So about okay. an hour hour north of Flint, a couple hours north of Detroit. Okay, so yeah, you're my, you're up there. You're north. Yes, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I'd call it kind of east east central. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's cool. Now and then you you uh, you grew up. Now did you have siblings and big family, small family, typical family? Yeah, uh, I had a big family. I love big families. So I'm I'm the middle child of five, which is oh probably, nice. Probably helps and as it relates to my career development, being a, a negotiator, a, a uh -huh. fence mender, a collaborator that often comes with middle children. Yeah, trying to get a pancake on a Sunday morning before mass, right? So, <laughs> so uh, now a middle child in a in a group of five. Now is that two or three? I mean, that's a fight right there, you know. For sure. Well, <laughs> my family, my my parents very rarely could remember all of our names, so we went by numbers. So I'm officially number three. 
Okay. Um, be called number three, number four, whoever yeah. you are, get over here. But, but uh, you know, good Midwestern family, Irish Catholic. Okay. Uh, high, highly engaged parents. My mom was an incredible caregiver and worked off and on throughout her career. My dad was a very successful businessman, which probably gave me a little bit of my start in kind of critical thinking around business. Oh, that's spent that. Most, spent most of my career, Vern, really, I'm an upper Midwest gal. So okay, from, from Bay City, Michigan to college at Western Michigan on the other side of the state. Yeah. Um, Proctor, of course, moved me down to Cincinnati. Proctor moved me up to Chicago. Yeah. And then Kellogg eventually moved me back to Michigan. So I, I kind of, the, if you will, the upper, upper Midwest has been my journey to date. Very, you know, I've, I've seen that and, and very unconventional, though. I mean, uh, from the perspective of all the things you did, you, you didn't travel. You didn't you didn't move to like like so I didn't have quite the career you had. And I moved like nine times. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you, 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 you were able to control the geography a little better than I did. I was both coast and middle, you know, a couple of times each. So it was it was a little crazy uh, growing up well, in Texas. Know, I'm, and not, I'm, not, I'm not done yet, so we'll see. We can yeah, end up no, on no. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you mentioned your dad was a very successful businessman. What did you get from him? What, what did what did what did you get from him? Because you're uh, obviously a very successful businesswoman. What did you get from your dad that that's helped you do what you you've done? Yeah, you know, my dad, like like many many men and women that grew up in the I would call it in the '50s and in the '60s, he started out actually. It's a classic story. He started out sweeping floors uh, mm-hmm. at a plumbing and heating company, and eventually throughout his career, uh, by virtue of doing just really good work, ended up being the vice president of the company and, and a shareholder of the company, which is just a great American story. Yeah. One of the things I love about America is that mm-hmm. if you're physically and emotionally healthy enough, you can you can almost accomplish anything that you want to do. The biggest thing my dad taught me, and it sticks with me personally and professionally, was that uh, whether you be the CEO of a company or an amazing mother or uh, somebody who has the opportunity to be able to uh, clean, um, you know, have more cleaning related jobs mm-hmm. that everybody matters and that everybody's important and that everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. And my father consistently treated everybody in life with incredible respect and care. And that uh, those skills transfer when you get in the workforce. They but, do. You know, one of the biggest things, if, if you talk to folks that I've had the humble opportunity to work with is that I've tried over time to build really good teams and, I say good humans are good leaders. And mm-hmm. if you take those values that come from your personal life and bring those authentically into the workplace, you find that you can attract great talent to your teams because people actually want to work in the culture that you provide. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to do that. Uh, we've been able to do that over the last couple of decades. I've been fortunate enough to work with some incredible talent. Yeah. I, it's something you said that I, I think is so overlooked but so important that you you say you you saw firsthand from your dad was the ability to you know like you say be in the moment with the person mm-hmm. right when you're when you're with them you're actually with them and I I, I you know having built teams myself and I, that's a huge thing you know even if you're not agreeing with with in the moment, but you're in the moment and it's important to you as it is to them. 
um, it makes a it makes a huge difference if they can count on that. Yes, I, I have actually been mentored throughout my career by a number of uh, really successful men and women. Okay, I encourage anybody that's on the you know listening in today find your mentors because they can make such a difference. And sometimes they find you, and sometimes you have to seek them out. But I did hear one mentor say one time to your point, Vern. Yeah. Uh, when you have potentially large jobs that consume a lot of your time and of your energy, you know, how do you work through it? And the word they used was triage. No different than when you go into an emergency room and you find out what's most important. Yeah. And, and what I've, what I've been able to do, and I will admit to you sometimes incredibly successfully and unsuccessfully throughout <laughs> my career. Like anything. Right. Is to be able to say what you're referencing here is that when I am working, I am working. And when yeah. I am playing, I am playing. Yeah. And the, the, the opportunity to be intentional about mm-hmm. that and, and be present in both spaces, you've already made the decision to work or not to work. So since you've made that decision, that shouldn't come with guilt. Just just be highly engaged and, and give the best outcomes that you can, right? Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. What, what pushed you toward uh, Western Michigan when it was time to go to school? Money. Uh, okay. You know, part, part of being a, one of five children is that, uh, like a lot of families growing up in the 60s, we didn't have a lot of cash. And so yeah. uh, my, oldest, my oldest brother did not go to college. Another one went to a uh, more of a trade-related school, very mm-hmm. talented gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I needed money to be able to go to school, and Western had offered me some uh, an academic scholarship. Right. Yeah, and tell tell us about that. What what did how was that experience? I know a little uh, bit about Western Michigan. You know, I loved going to school there. Yeah. Candidly, I I I probably should have um, maybe explored some other schools. As you know, Michigan has some great schools with right. the University of Michigan, Michigan State. A number of my friends went there. Kalamazoo, Michigan, Western Michigan seemed like a good mid-sized school for me. I was a little intimidated early on by schools that were as large as some of the big schools. Sure. And then, of course, the financial investment helped. Mm-hmm. Like many kids in, this would have been back in the early 80s, Right. Uh, was able to get a, a scholarship and then also work study to work throughout school, Pell yes. Grants, student loans, <laughs> uh, the, whole, the whole composite to be able to, to get through school. And candidly, uh, I was a better student. I was a better student because I worked throughout school because it forced you to prioritize. It, it, it does. Yeah, I, I remember I, I did a lot of the same things you, you, you just talked about doing right there and of getting through school. And I always remember the, the semesters when I had no time, I did amazing. <laughs> Without question. Without question. Where'd you go to school, Vern? Lamar University. Okay. I'm from Texas. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I found out something interesting about Texas yesterday. You you know, this storm that everybody's talking yeah, about that's crazy. covered up like half the country. Yeah. And and in Texas, I didn't realize that we're not part of the U.S. power grid. They have their I, uh, own grid. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about the power grid, but I it makes sense to me because I've been fascinated on the news this week. I'm like, why is Texas having so much trouble having power? <laughs> isn't there something that would enable that to Continue. Hey, you know, I saw the news early this morning. Many families, of course, and trying to get to shelters or families or friends' house because they don't have heat. No, absolutely, and it's been tragic. And um, uh, and I've I've known you know some of my family and friends down in Texas are still without power. You know, and and uh, that that is that is devastating. And people are doing silly things now. You know, like 
turning their cars on inside of garages and trying to stay warm. And, um, and, and it's tough when you're not accustomed to it, but, you know, I tell you what, Kathy, it is, uh, uh, it's changing. I mean, it's cold. I'm here in Indianapolis. I'm sitting here talking to you. You're somewhere in Michigan talking to me and it's not that big a deal to you and I, you know, it's just not that big a deal. It's, you know, this, these, these, these warm climates are getting shocked. Michigan was minus eight. <laughs> Michigan was minus eight this morning. Yeah, I was minus two in Indy. Uh, so it's, 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 it's a little crazy. But, um, hey, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to dig into your professional career and get and get everybody caught up on what's happening in your life today. And I'm Sounds Vern Davis. Oh, absolutely, Kathy. And I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is uh, fueled by Protus Global uh, People Solutions. And uh, I'm enjoying my time with the CEO of Pure Canna, Kathy Casey. We'll uh, talk to you guys on the other side. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Uh, my guest today is the CEO of Pure Canna, uh, Kathy Casey. And Kathy is uh, from Michigan, and we, we've just been uh, chatting about life in Michigan and growing up. She's growing up as one of five and going off to Western Michigan, but she did well there. And um, uh, as I said in my opening, uh, her career has an amazing foundation in blue blood consumer product goods companies. Uh, you know, she was plucked out of, now you were plucked out of Western Michigan to go to Procter and Gamble. I was, yes. Yeah. School. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about that. Were you in a, a management program or, or where you did rotations or what was, what was the deal there? I wish it was that sexy. It was not. No, okay. Good. Tell us the truth. Well, the funny part, <laughs> you know, this is a little humor for your audience, but Proctor, what they did back then when they recruited is they had individual divisions recruit at different schools because they didn't want to fight over talent. Yeah. So fortunately or unfortunately, the division that recruited at Western was the adult diaper division. Okay. So my first role out of school was to sell adult diapers to nursing homes and paper medical products to hospitals. Okay. I, so I definitely got the short end of the stick. I would have rather have gone into, of course, something like Tide or Dawn. Or, or toothpaste, something. <laughs> yeah, huh? or oil yeah. of Olay. Give me something. But <laughs> somehow, I always say I started at the bottom of the food chain uh, and then eventually worked up into food and beverages. But uh, you, you, You've done that very well. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, I loved working at Proctor, actually. As you know, uh, 
P&G has an incredible training program. Right. Often after you work there for a couple of years, you're just so doused and informed with the fundamentals of business and good decision-making. I, I give them an incredible amount of credit for where my career has gone um, in a number of roles there in, in sales, sales management, sales leadership, working cost, uh, you know, a variety of different channels. So right. you can test skills and inform them in different in different trip missions with different shoppers, different eating occasions over time. And right. it was just a great, great experience. I spent about eight years there. Multiple jobs. And you mentioned sales, earlier, a couple management, locations. Sales training, district manager, worked on adult diapers, as I said, originally, or medical products, moved over to the food division, worked okay. on everything from soap to tie to Frymex frying oil. Uh, so you got, you got to get all into the goodies. You I got did. to get all to the stables. Yeah. Eventually, if you do good at diapers, they take you to other places. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I like it. That's great. That's great. Uh, you stayed there eight years, then you got into Kellogg's and a lot of things. Now, I got a really good friend that knows you from Kellogg. Oh. And I told him yesterday, I said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be having a really cool chat with, with this lady, Casey. And uh, Kathy Casey and 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 do you, you remember a guy named Sean Welch? Sure, of course I know Sean. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had an incredible career at Kellogg and an incredible career career after Kellogg. Yeah, and he's doing great now. He's in yes. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he said, yeah, she knows me. I think we had a really good relationship. He said. Yeah, he was very very talented. A really a really strong leader. Very smart and an incredible engaging presence with his teams. Yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. The world gets really small in the CPG world that we're in. Uh, but you got there and you just you I mean you did everything. I mean marketing. I mean you kind of marketing was the first stake in the ground at Kellogg, right? Yeah, it's funny. I I don't it doesn't blow up on the resume as much, but believe it or not, I did a little bit. This is my second startup, so I did a little bit of a, a sidetrack between. P&G and Kellogg. It doesn't pop up as much on LinkedIn, but I actually left P&G with a couple of Proctor friends and did a startup called North American Enterprises. Yeah. We imported Italian food. So pasta, olive oil, balsamic vinegar, pestos. Okay. And we sold them to both grocery stores and then also to food service. And I was at that point leading our food service business, which was relatively small when we got started. But it was incredible because it informed really, you now had P&G fundamentals, good rigor, good discipline. And then you went over and did a startup where there's a sense of urgency to make payroll every day. Yeah. So to your point about Kellogg, what, what it enabled me to do is that I could take the, the big company structure and discipline of Proctor, but then kind of the hunger and agility of a startup. And I felt that enabled me then when I went to Kellogg that you were able to live a little bit in both camps. No, that's that's great. That startup, then you 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 go to to Kellogg, um, and you do a lot of things. I mean, you're mm -hmm. what did you spend 17, 18 years at Kellogg? Yep, long right? time. Yeah. Long time. You did a lot of things, sales channels, marketing. Now you got a startup in your back pocket. You got. Uh, uh, really in the marketing at a at a senior level, so you 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 really got into that, 
And, and, um, and, and now, how, how did cannabis come into your life? Great question. You know, it's funny. Yeah. You never know where your career is going to take you. Right. Um, I've always I've always taken some risks throughout my career. I think by nature, where it started is, uh, I just happen to be an intellectually curious person. And if folks were listening and they said, "Hey, what what would be a piece of advice?" I'd say, you know, spend your life being incredibly curious. When we look for top talent at companies, we find the folks that are most curious. They're not only curious when they start, but they remain that curiosity level throughout their career, and and it allows you to absorb. Uh, a fair amount of information that enables you to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I was working at Kellogg and I just got interested in this whole concept of cannabis and plant-based wellness and in CBD. And I I said to a friend, geez, I just might leave Kellogg and go be a head of sales at a CBD company. It just sounds fascinating to me. You know, I've worked. A lot of people have said that. Yeah, exactly. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome welcome to the defection, the cannabis defection. Exactly. you know, after working in really large, stable businesses, right. cereal, detergent, toothpaste, it was exciting for me to want to go over to a category that's so nascent, uh-huh. so undeveloped, and really wrought for innovation. So it's not often that you can create what a set looks like from scratch in a store, or you can inform uh, a consumer insight-driven portfolio of price and pack and architecture that, mm-hmm. that you can build brands from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, not only from a business perspective, but I actually felt that we could improve people's lives. I'm, I, I'm a believer in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there's all these things of what we can claim or not claim or say or not say. Right. But I will, I will yeah. share with you that I have uh, you know, significant uh, if you will, testimonials of where people have used cannabis to improve the quality of their life. And we know how pharma-based of a society we are. We know how much anxiety and pain, unfortunately, and stress and sleepless nights live within communities around the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be great if I could leave corporate America mm-hmm go enter a category that I'm actually quite passionate about mm-hmm. and maybe make a difference. Right. And, yeah. and if, if, if one mom can sleep at night uh, for whatever reason that's keeping her awake, that, that changes the outcome of the next day for her. Right. Or an athlete that can actually perform at the peak because they're able to maybe influence uh, uh, their pain or recovery in a certain way. As you know, Pure Con is a very um, athlete uh, based and focused marketing. Uh, yeah. So. Talk to us about what attracted you to Pure Con or, you know, sure. what, what, what got you there? Yeah, once uh, you which, once this thing started rolling around in your head. Yeah, when I first left, uh, mm-hmm. when I first left Kellogg, I actually left with another Kellogg executive. His name is Paul Norman. Mm-hmm. He was the president of North America for Kellogg, and he mm-hmm. he was the CEO of the company. And as you know, I was the head of sales or chief chief customer officer. Mm-hmm. Paul is now the chairman of our board at Purecana. Okay. And when, when Paul and I left, we actually went across the United States and we started, uh, we have very acquisition heavy agenda and we started looking at acquiring different brands. Some of them were more skincare oriented, some of them were more CBD oriented. And candidly, when we were looking across the U.S. at uh, a variety of different brands, mm-hmm. we, we fell in love with the Pure Connor brand. Um, not only was it rooted in core values around efficacy, safety, transparency, potency, mm-hmm. but the uh, the strength of the brand 
awareness was incredible. So as you know, this is a crowded, crowded space. Oh, I, I tell you, it, it uh, Kathy, it, it's crowded, but the right things are starting to happen and the players are starting to appear, right? Yes. Everybody's going through this process that we all knew that it was going to, this yes. was going to happen. And I'm excited what I'm seeing happening uh, now. I want to get back to to Pure Canada. We're going to take a break and come back, sure. and we're going to get into Pure Canada because you guys have done in a short period of time. You've been there what 18 months, and mm-hmm. you've done some tremendous things uh, since since you guys have have taken this business on, and it's it's beautiful. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and I'm here with the CEO of Pure Canada, uh, Kathy Casey, and um, we're diving into what they're doing there and. It's so wonderful to know, Kathy, that this is a passion. This is this is a play that comes from inside of you, uh, and and people are going to benefit from that. And I, I think that's that's really positive. But um, we're going to talk about that on the other side. Plant profits will return, so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart. Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, welcome back everyone. I'm with uh, the CEO of Puricana, Kathy Casey. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. So you and Paul went off, and you you really got attracted to Puricana, mm-hmm. and um, you made a decision, right? Yes. Okay. And, and, and so tell us about the company. Tell us about uh, what you guys uh, are doing and originally known for uh, or trying to be known for at the time? Yes, we we looked across the United States, as I referenced earlier, and and assessed a number of different brands. Obviously, we wanted brands that stood for certain said values or rooted in good foundation of of the original founders of the brands. And we felt were emerging. So if you look at Puricana, let's just go, as as you know, you're probably familiar with the Brightfield Group, who... Mm -hmm is one of the, um, I would say, the leading CBD research company. And earlier this year, the Brightfield Group recognized Pircana as a top 10 brand in the space, which is okay. which is very challenging in a space where there's 3,000 brands. <laughs> we just the, the exciting thing is there's 3,000 bands. The concerning thing is there's 3,000 there's 3, brands. brands. Right? But, but, yeah. Marketing but, is an opportunity we got to talk about yeah. at some point. <laughs> but we loved we loved the brand. It had already carved out some space for itself. It originally was built in a direct-to-consumer environment. Yeah. And candidly, uh, they, have, uh, they had uh, not only quality, strong repeat, good values, 
uh, number two rank on Instagram of any CBD brand, you know, number, it was originally number five and then number seven in brand awareness, um, you know, second in conversion behind mm. the leading brand in the category. And so we felt that it had some incredible bones, uh, compliments to Jeff Yoke and Cody Alt, who, who built the brand originally, that we could, we could candidly have it, uh, even play a bigger space in the category going forward, which is the progress that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. That is good. What are some of the products that you have? We, uh, we like many companies have, I would call uh, you know, the key components of, of a CBD portfolio from topicals to tinctures mm-hmm. to gummies to balms, the bath yeah. balms to lip balms. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you'll see us heading though is we, we, we see this convergence uh, of the dietary supplement space. I know you do too, Vern, mm-hmm. uh, coming in and where there were CBD companies and where there were supplement companies, there's now just uh, this, this blending of the category, I would say, over time, dietary supplements coming into cannabis and cannabis somewhat continue to migrate into supplements. Mm-hmm. Certainly more and more as the FDA weighs in here a little bit heavier on their position, which we hope will happen sometime in the next, the next few months. But where we are heading now is that CBD, we are a CBD company evolving into a wellness company. And okay. CBD, CBD is one of the many active ingredients that we'll use. So as an example, we just launched a immunity tincture okay. that has beautiful things in it like ashwagandha and vitamin D and ginseng. Uh, and it's rooted nice. in not, not MCT oil. It's actually rooted in, in, uh, in, in sunflower oil which is a natural anti-inflammatory. And so you'll see us say, what are the, what are the need states that we're solving for? And then how do we back into a formula that enables us to be able to provide the outcomes to our consumers that they want? And you know, we have CBD, we have CBG, we have CBN, and then we now have a, a variety of different holistic wellness and plant-based wellness active mm-hmm. ingredients that we bring into our portfolio. Uh, the way to think of uh, of our innovation strategy, it's you know it's it's based in in nature, but it's powered by science. Okay, that's that's great. And you also have been busy acquiring uh, businesses, right? You you bought a skincare company, BS. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We are. We are. That's been fun. You can be a little more irreverent in in uh, in, in cannabis than you can at Procter and Gamble. But uh, we we you know we're students of the category. We love. I'm a data geek. I love okay. to get into, get into numbers and see what's driving the category. And as you know, there's been a lot of work in overall. We'll call kind of general wellness tinctures, topicals, balms, etc. Right. But the other areas now that you see emerging for growth, of course, are skincare and pet. Uh-huh. And you know, you look at the pet category, it'll top over three hundred billion dollars globally. Right. You look at the CBD skincare category, it's now going to be over three billion dollars. Skincare is actually now a bigger category than the entire topical subcategory. So Whoa. Yeah. Similarly, we wanted to go out and say, hey, there's some times we're going to make acquisitions that we want to buy great brands like uh-huh. the one you just mentioned, which is no BS. Right. And yes, it does stand for what you think no BS. Is. <laughs> and then and then sometimes you want to buy capability and in, in pet, the acquisition in pet, which was the Budapest brand. Yeah. Was was less about the Budapest brand and more about the capability of the formulations and the supply chain that they had as it relates to pet already. It, it so, provided a platform for you to build a business. Yeah, exactly. 
and we're and we're not done. We'll uh, uh-huh. we we have uh, we worked on two acquisitions already this week. Okay. Um, what we can build on our own, we'll build, and what we can get enables us to get there faster. Burn, we'll buy. I love that. And and when you you buy this or acquire whatever it is, and whenever it happens, I want you to come back here and tell us about it. Oh, we'd love to. <laughs> we'd love to. The portfolio will continue to look. I would predict the portfolio will look dramatically different uh, a year from now. Not just for me, but for for many of my other peers in this category that are will have to pick a true north and and follow their true north and evolve their portfolio over time, consistent with what their objectives are and you know what consumer space they're solving for. Yeah, and we like pet. We know how much all over the world people love their pets. Absolutely. And want to take care of their pets. We know anxiety in pets is significant. Right. And then we know how much men and women uh, care about skincare is the is one of the first things that defines our age, right? So yeah, love the idea of continuing. I'm, to I'm working again. more and more diligently on that myself. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. Uh, many of us, many of us are and should. I mean, I mean, we grew up. We grew up in the in the timeline when you put baby oil on your face and tinfoil and laid in your backyard. <laughs> We've got some making up to do. Got some, got some, got some work to do, Kathy. <laughs> this is great. I really enjoyed our chat. Um, you. Are you having fun? I, you know, I am having fun. I. Uh, the nice thing when you get to my age is that if you're not having fun, you get the right to do something else, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I've always tried to, uh, I, I practice gratitude every day. I, I get up and I, I'm, I try to be thankful for what I have. Yeah. Um, I, as you know, I've said I've, I've lived my life with kind of a work hard, play hard philosophy. And and I think fun is, is uh, unless there's some really incredible circumstances, which many people have in their lives, yeah. You know, fun, fun is a bit of choice and yeah. you, uh, you enjoy your work more when you're having fun and can't the people that you work with oh, enjoy okay. it more if you're all no, fun, I, right? so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we learned a lot about you today and, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy Casey and, uh, uh, pure Connors and, you know, and a good stewardship yeah, in good thanks. hands. One example I'd give you, Vern, if you yeah. know, some of my Kellogg friends, wherever listening, Every year we would pick a pick a charity that we'd work against, and if the team would send in photos, we would uh, donate a dollar uh, mm-hmm. to, to said charity. So one we did often was was the Movember, uh, which Movember, as you know, is executed in in November, and it's mustache related. Yes, it's for, for men's men's mental health and prostate health. Yeah, and so we would take all these men and women on my team from all over the country, and we would ship them out with disposable mustaches. And everybody had to put on a mustache and send in a photo. <laughs> we would get mustaches, uh, you know, on kids, on dogs, yeah. at, at bar mitzvahs, at bride, <laughs> at weddings. And every time they sent in a photo, we would publish all the photos for the week uh, out to the team. It was a way to connect broad teams that were spread across the United States. Yeah. And it was a way to make a difference in a charity in some way, uh, you know, a buck per picture. We'd usually get a few hundred pictures and make a difference, yeah. make a donation. But to your point, it is about it is about having fun. And it is about driving. People want to belong to something. Absolutely. And, and create an environment that you have an organization, a system, a team that people want to belong to. Uh, and then, then we're all invested in a common uh, true north and outcome. Oh, that's great. It's beautiful. And uh, those are wonderful, wonderful final words for the show. 
and um, really appreciate you being here, Kathy. Uh, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and my guest today is the CEO of Piracana, Kathy Casey, and they're building a great company that's going to be great for humans and pets, which is awesome, and do multiple things for all. Uh, I think that is that is uh, so cool. Thank you all for joining us here on uh, Plant Profits, and check out our our. Uh, catalog of over 70 episodes. Wow. I've been doing this a while. (laughs) (laughs) You can check us out on CannabisRadio.com. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, whatever uh, it is, where they are, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, you name it, we are there. And finally, uh, follow Protus Global uh, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Learn more about how we are helping build these companies and change people's lives in our journey uh, at protusglobal.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Uh, Until next time, again, I want to thank Kathy Casey, CEO of Puricana. Uh, I'm your host, Fern Davis of Plant Profits. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.